0: Welcome to the Little Man Big Mouth Podcast with me, Jonah. I'm a kid who loves sports and I can talk about sports every day, all day. Think you can handle that? Then stick around for today's show. My guest today is Michael Collini, a former college swimmer and a current coach for Swim Florida. First, let's check out what's happening this week in the sports world. Jared Stidham is the biggest winner from the draft because it looks like he's the new Patriots' starting quarterback. And speaking of job security, Andy Dalton signed with the Cowboys, which means after Dalton's terrible play with the Bengals, Dak is going to be the starter for the Dallas Cowboys. The Kentucky Derby was supposed to be this weekend, but got moved back to September because of COVID-19. And I wonder if the horses will have to wear max now. Strange news alert. In Belgium, the potato farmers are facing difficult times. So, the government has appealed to all Belgians to eat extra servings of french fries. I guess COVID-19 in Belgium refers to how many pounds they will gain. Our next segment is unscripted some shows have a mystery crate or a fancy producer to give them content me i have a lucky patriot. i'm going to draw some news and opinions from the week and give you my unscripted reaction these are not just hot takes they are in fuego first up vegas odds makers Think Bill Belichick will win the Coach of the Year award. I agree with Vegas because he has been making smart decisions and he trusts his quarterback. Every coach should trust every player on their team. So like so when he trusts Jared Stidham to be the starting quarterback and make good decisions, that is a great coach and a positive thinking. Next up, ESPN's Jeff Passan reported that baseball will be played this season. I agree with him because baseball season has not even started yet, so there's still a lot of time left for the coronavirus to stop spreading and baseball will be back on. Last but not least, sneakers or sandals. I will pick sneakers because you exercise more in them and because During this time, you need to get your stamina up and exercise more so you do not get out of fit. Sandals, you just walk around in. Sneakers, you can run, sprint, jog, play anything in sneakers. I think sneakers are the best option. And that concludes the unscripted segment. Next is Heroes and Zeros with my twin brother, Gabriel. Take it away, Gabriel.
1: Thank you, Jonah, and welcome to Heroes and Zeros. This segment is where we focus on the best and the worst of the sports world. There is no zero of the week. It seems that all athletes have been trying their hardest not to do anything stupid. That's good news for all of us. Even better, we had a funny hero hero this week, Will Ferrell who made us all laugh by crashing the Seahawks' Zoom and pretending to be Greg Olson. Phil appeared on their team Zoom. Highlights include telling one of the players to cut his hair and doing a bid while he showed off his abs. While Phil claimed they belonged to a 36-year-old, Coach Pete Carroll told him to work on his score. Farrell even drew up a play called 90G9 Flywheel Kanye Starburst. I hope to see that one on game day. I know this would be even funnier if you could hear the bit yourself, but our lawyers won't clear us to play the sound. As I said before, we do not have a zero. However, I do have an important public service announcement. If anyone is playing eSports, Make sure all power buttons, remote controls, and important cords are out of the way of children. You never know when one of them might turn off the screen on you. I'm talking to you, Denny Hamlin. Now back to you, Jonah. Thank you, Gabriel. With everyone stuck at home, we're all
0: watching more TV and movies than ever before. This week... I want to tell you about movies I've loved. The Indiana Jones series. It has great feeling and ha- it has a- it's action-packed. Fire, monsters, villains, artifacts. I also love these movies because they teach you about artifacts when running and trying not to die. So you get education and action all in one. Now it's time for my weekly interview. My guest today is Michael Colini, a former college swimmer and current coach for Swim Florida, and my twin brother's swim coach. Thank you for joining me today.
2: Thank you, Jonah.
0: So how are you doing today?
2: I am great. Can't wait to get back to practice, though.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a few questions for my audience. Uh, What sports did you play as a kid?
2: Oh, I played so many. Let me think now. You're making me go way, way back. Yeah. Well, I started off I, really young. I got into bowling. I used to love the bowling. and I did that actually all the way through my young adulthood. But I also played baseball, mm-hmm. hockey. Gosh, what else? There was quite a few other ones. And swimming, obviously, right?
0: Yeah. Why would you pick swimming over all the other sports? Why would you choose swimming? Swimming
2: kind of fell in my lap, so I was really interested in playing baseball. That was like, I thought I was a pretty good baseball player, and I, you know, I had dreams of being a major league baseball player one day. I was 11 years old. Baseball season was coming to end, middle of August, up in Michigan. That's where I, was, that's where I grew up as a kid, and I had a friend that asked me if I wanted to join the swim team i always, I grew up with a pool in my backyard, and i I thought I was a good swimmer, you know, but I didn't know there was such thing as like a swim team or even a, such thing as competitive swimming i I was clueless at that age, and honestly, until I got to the pool and seen a twenty five yard pool with lane markers in it, I think that was the first time I was ever like even introduced to like what a competitive swimming pool looked like wow. i I swam that year, and the coach you know, told me that he thought I could be a pretty good swimmer and that I should stick with it. Yeah. But, you know, I still liked my hockey and I still like my baseball. So I continued with, with baseball and hockey for a little while until I, I was about a year and a half into the sport and I was really growing fast and like excelling fast. Like I was getting a lot of praise from like coaches and stuff and saying, Oh my gosh, you don't even like, like, Honestly, I was—I would think I was so young and ignorant. I didn't even know what I was doing. Hmm. And when it, when it, when it, when I got a junior national cut at like 14 years old, and really didn't even know what that was and how big of a deal it was, the coach sat down with me and said, "Listen, you have to decide: Are you swimming or are you playing baseball?" After you know, long conversation with the parents and everything, I chose to become a swimmer and a swimmer only.
0: So. I- how did you feel once you went to Junior Nationals?
2: Um, The very first one I went to, it was, you know, I want to say, you know, swimming, let me just go back. Like swimming back in the 80s isn't like swimming is today. So it wasn't as big of a, you know, they make the more spectacle out of it today. So, you know, all of our little meets and stuff that I went to, you know, were kind of small up until this point. And when I showed up at Junior Nationals, it was in Florida. Oh. And and I got there and there was like 600 swimmers there, you know, and all the fastest kids in, in you know, the eastern half of the United States were there. It was pretty, you know, it, it was eye-opening. And um, I don't think I did very well that first time. I think my nerves got to me.
0: <laughs> so I heard that you had a few accomplishments in high school. What were they?
2: Oh, um, in high school – I set all kinds of high school records. Our team, by the time my senior year, our team actually was like finished eighth in the state of Michigan, which was a pretty big deal wow. coming from, you know, um, East Detroit area where swimming wasn't a, really that big of a deal. You know, basketball and football and all that was a bigger deal growing up in the East Detroit area than 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 a sport of swimming. But um, um, the, I had a lot of accomplishments. Um, I was, you know, all American, all counties, all state, and kept trying to win a, a state title, and it kept eluding me. You know, I, I I was I was fortunate to be in the top eight from my sophomore year all the way through, and then finally my senior year, um, my goal was to win the fifty and hundred freestyles and break the and break the state records. I swam the fifty freestyle first. And I got beat by a hundredth of a second by a sophomore named Rafi Carpathian from another wow. from from like a northern suburb school where swimming was the bigger deal and 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 I was so upset because that was my race to win, so mm-hmm. I made sure that he didn't beat me in the hundred freestyle and i and I was the high school state champion, and at that time, I had broke the high school record. By about a half of a second, it was a pretty fast time I swam back then, 45.5 and a hundred yard freestyle. So that that was my biggest accomplishment in high school.
0: So as you can tell, we're going up the ages. Can you tell me about the college, uh, your college swimming career?
2: So my college swimming career went pretty good. It ended a little shorter than I would have liked it to, but that's, you know, some personal things with my family and stuff. But to get started out of high school, it was pretty interesting. I was I was really, really highly w- recruited for to be a sprinter at a major university. But unfortunately, I didn't study like I should have. So that's a big <laughs> thing with me and my kids and even the kids that I coach. Um, academics come number one. And I wish I had someone pushing me to be a better student academically back then because I didn't realize you know being a great athlete how how much academics actually meant We, we were coming out of the days where you know a lot of a lot of sports you can get over you could get through get into a college without having good grades like back in the 70s and 80s but when I went out of high school into college things were changing where you became a student athlete not an athlete student So Mm -hmm. I had to actually settle, even though I was being recruited by big, big schools like University of Michigan and Southern Cal and um, Texas. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, you know, it was a long time ago, but in the 100 freestyle, I had the second fastest time in the country that Mm -hmm. year coming out of high school as a senior in high school. So I was – but I had to, I had to settle, and, and I don't regret it one bit because I got to go to a great school called Indian River State College where there was a lot of other kids that were in my boat and actually a lot of foreigners that would come over. We had a lot of swimmers from South America and from, like, Denmark and Sweden. You know, they didn't know the language. They needed but, – but they were great swimmers. They needed to go – you know, to a school like this to learn the language and, you know, same thing, you know, make sure that they were going to be able to do their studies here in the U S. So we had a really good team. Um, We were national champions two years in a row. I won a couple individual national championships. We set all kinds of records. We had schools like Florida state and Miami, because cuz Indian River State College is here in Florida by the way. We had schools like that my junior I mean my sophomore year after beating them so bad our freshman year they wouldn't swim us hmm. the next year because they were division 1A schools and here we are an NJCAA school. So we almost actually beat that same year my freshman year we almost beat the University of Florida who was ranked like in the top 5 yes. in the country division 1 that year. Wow. So so that that's that's that was pretty um exciting and it gave me the opportunity um that a lot of you know athletes don't get you know when you graduate from high school if you're a good athlete you get five recruiting trips and I'm pretty sure it's still the same today. But when you graduate from a junior college with your associate's degree, you get to do that again hmm. because you can't swim there no more. You gotta move on. So I actually got the experience 10 recruiting trips in my swimming time.
0: (laughs) What college did you go after junior college?
2: So after junior college, I ended up at LSU. It wasn't an easy decision because I kind of already had verbally committed to um, Clemson University, which nowadays does drop their swimming program. They did? They did about two years ago. I had you know being at the at uh, at Indian River you know you make you make really good relationships and friends, and you 're all in the same boat where you 're trying to go to another uni- get into a big university now to to keep you keep swimming when I got back from the Clemson and I verbally committed to them, I did still have one trip left, and i wasn't going to use it because I knew at that point i really I loved Clemson University I liked the coaches. I like the campus, everything about it. Um, but a couple of friends of mine that I swam with who were also graduating that year and moving on, kept telling me I needed to go on a recruiting trip to Louisiana State University that they were looking for sprinters. Um, and, and the coach had contacted me and I did it. I, I ended up going on the trip there and I just absolutely fell in love with Louisiana not even like just Louisiana and all, because I did get the experience a lot. They took me on a couple road trips while I was there for the weekend, and it, we just had a really good time. And and the program was looking for a sprinter where Clemson already kind of had their sprinters in place. And me and another kid from Indian River signed there and became their top two sprinters. It was it was really fun, and that, that's kind of what led me to LSU, which I don't. That that's one decision I. You know, I don't regret any of my decisions in life, but that was that was definitely a plus. And our football team was not good back then, just so you know.
0: So was it kind of tough seeing uh, a college that you were going to and your college uh, face off in the national championship?
2: <laughs> yeah, it was very, very interesting, let me tell you. I, I, I always, like, I think back to that, go, isn't that amazing? That all these years later, LSU would be in a national championship game with Clemson.
0: Yeah, so, that's who I
2: was rooting for. LSU. <laughs> so, Especially since Clemson dropped their swim program.
0: Yeah. So I heard that you tried out for the Olympics. How was that?
2: I did. It was exciting. I, I had qualified in the fifteen hundred freestyle, just missed the two hundred freestyle.
0: Oh.
2: It was a great experience. You know, it was a long time ago. I remember it was at uh it was at a pool in Indianapolis. It wasn't like it is today where they, you know, it's in Omaha and they have fireworks yeah. and twenty thousand people watching. Back then it wasn't I mean it was still big. It was probably, you know, three, 000, four thousand people watching. I did swim the 100 freestyle. I think I swam my fastest time ever at that meet. But obviously, you know, to make the Olympic team, you got to be, you know, top two in your event. Yeah. In swimming, and then you know, then usually like the next two or three fastest times after that in that event, especially in a freestyle event, not in all events, you can, um, you can qualify for a relay. Yeah. So I wasn't, I wasn't too far off. I was in the top 16 in the 100 freestyle. 50 freestyle, you know, we all know what a, a tough race that is if we you know anything about swimming, and I think I had just added a couple tenths of a second.
0: Why did you become a coach?
2: I became a coach. There's, there's a couple of reasons why I became a coach. After I left LSU and I went back to Michigan, I met my wife. I kind of got out of the sport of swimming. Like, up to that point, I was still swimming a little bit. You know, we started having children and all that, and interesting you know one out of my three actually likes swimming so when they wanted to start like join the swim team I was away from the pool I don't think I was around the competitive pool for almost 10 years at that point which I really regret and I tell Jules all the time whatever you do in life don't don't if you love swimming don't let the pool get away from you always stay there I regret that. And what happened was I got on that pool deck that day when her and her older sister wanted to join the swim team. And I can remember walking into the pool and just smelling that chlorine. <laughs> and it, like, woke me up. <laughs> I was like, man, this is what I've been missing in my life yeah. for the last 10 years is the smell of chlorine. Honestly, the, the answer to answer your question, the, the kids kind of got me into it, watching them practice and everything. I was like, huh. But most likely when the opportunity came, they asked me, they found out over a year or so of the kids swimming, my background, um, and they asked me to coach. I really, when it came down to it and talking with my wife over it, it for me it was giving back to the sport. Not to get, like, all sentimental on you because I, I get teary-eyed a little bit when I think about this. But, you know, a, a kid growing up, I didn't I didn't grow up with a whole lot. I grew up in East Detroit. I had the opportunity. um to go swim and uh, yeah. sorry, it was, that's what it is. It's given back to the sport for me. Um, I, I, you know, I, I mean, I, it gave me opportunities in life to travel places. I never would have um, the experience things I never would have. And uh, I hope that for all my swimmers one day, you know?
0: Yeah, I do. So as a successful kids swimmer and now a coach, do you have any, tips to tell kids who want to be successful like you
2: well the first thing i always tell everyone and you can ask your brother is get good grades
0: because
2: hmm. you can't be a good athlete unless you have good grades you gotta you know you, you you gotta work hard you gotta love what you're doing you gotta love the sport it doesn't matter whether it's swimming or anything else you're never gonna you're never gonna give it 100 percent unless you love it kids at a young age i think my, my philosophy is I think they should play other sports. Most swimmers start at seven years old, and most of them yeah. don't do too many other things. And I don't believe in that. I think they should. I mean, I, I, think, I don't think that you can judge a seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, or 11-year-old by their performances at that age of how good they're going to be. Yeah. And, and that's just personal experience, not starting swimming until I was almost 12 years old and going on to do the things that I did.
0: So, I know you have your daughter, Jules, with you. So, Jules, yep. what is it like having your dad as a coach?
3: Having my dad as a coach is um, its pretty fun. It's nice to have him there on the deck with me at Swim meets to give me advice and make sure I'm doing the things I should be. Yeah. I love having him as a coach on the deck with me.
2: I don't coach her, though.
0: He does not <laughs> coach me. I have a separate
2: coach. <laughs> but...
0: That sounds cool, having your dad, your own dad as a coach and helping you out along the way. Why did you decide to be a swimmer?
3: Well, when I was about seven years old, my dance studio closed down, wow. and I didn't really know what else to do. So one night we were at dinner, and my older sister, Bella, she said yeah. to my dad, I want to try that swimming thing. And, you know, me being the middle child, I had to follow along and do everything she did. So, my dad took us to our first swim practice to try out, and (laughs) I was really bad. (laughs) (laughs) He was. But I decided to stick with it, and now I'm the only one left in my family as a swimmer.
0: Wow. (laughs) So will you, will you stick with swimming or will you, will you drop out?
3: I will stick with swimming. I'm hoping to go on um, as a college swimmer and hopefully a pro swimmer after college.
0: What is the one piece of advice you wish you would ha- have known before you started swimming? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Good question, Jonah.
0: <laughs> the one piece of a- advice...
3: I don't know, that's a hard question. I just wish I knew how hard it was and (laughs) how much dedication it took and (laughs) how much it takes out of you because swimming twice a day, six days a week, you have to love the sport and be dedicated.
0: Yeah. Coach Mike, I appreciate you coming today with Jules. As you might know, we ask every guest to take a rapid fire quiz.
2: So clear your
0: mind, don't think, Fast answers. Ready?
2: I'm not good at quizzes, Jonah.
0: <laughs> Ready? Yep. Marvel or DC? Marvel. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Inside or outside? Outside. Call or motorcycle?
2: Mm, that one's tough. Ah. Uh, Car
0: chair or couch?
2: Oh, couch definitely.
0: Football or football? (laughs) What was it? Football or football? Football pool or beach? Pool Netflix or Disney Plus?
2: Next Netflix
0: hot dog or hamburger? Hamburger. Ah, great job.
2: Thank you, Jonah.
0: I have one final question. Uh Uh-huh. listeners really want to know, what is your highest score in bowling?
2: 298.
0: Oh, you sound confident with that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I got it a couple times. I looted the 300.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you're a great bowler.
2: Yeah, that was fairly good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So thank you for joining me for today's interview, and I appreciate it.
2: Thanks, Jonah. It was a pleasure.
0: Coach Mike was amazing. I loved hearing those stories. We even got a guest appearance from Jules Collini, a rising high school swim star who is sure to make waves in the future. Now, on to our last segment, top five items. What would sports talk be without lists? Bupkis, still my list of the day, favorite teams, and NBA 2K. Number five, the Clippers. They've got Splash Bros, PG-13, and Kawhi Leonard. Swish, swish. Number four, the Bucks. It's all in the paint this way, is the way to go with Giannis Antetokounmpo. Big name, big actions. Number three, the Heat. Jimmy Bucket and Tyler Kira. Tim Jimmy Bucket swishes everything, and Tyler Kira has became the hero for this team. Number two, the Nets. KD and Kyrie Irvin, amazing duo, smash and it together this Nets-improved team. And number one, as maybe some of you have expected, the L.A. Lakers, LeBron James, Anthony Davis combined all the unstoppable duo who will take home the title. All right, thanks for joining me for this edition of Little Man Big Mouth Podcast. Check out our next episode when it drops. Till then, see ya!
2: You can find the Little Man Big Mouth Podcast on your favorite podcast service. Listen, subscribe and review to let others know how much you love the show. You can also follow us on Instagram Little Man Big Mouth Show. This has been a Hef of Podcast production.